welcome to the Oversoul Shaman King podcast. I am Lord GTZ, and with me I have my usual co-hosts, Marion and Sakaki. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, yeah. Do you all got soul? I got soul. I, I probably got uh, too much soul. I'm, I'm brimming with that oversoul. Hey, don't oversell it. You can say it's overflowing. We're (laughs) oversalting. Oversalting. I mean, that'd be fitting for this podcast. I mean, I think we should all be (laughs) oversalting. Don't give me (laughs) one. But yes, uh, welcome to another wonderful episode. And this time we are talking about volumes four and five of shaman king the kodansha usa release and last time we ended off at a pretty fitting spot where like the shaman king fight itself is about to begin the whole point of the manga yay (laughs) only four volumes in that's that's record time (laughs) yeah honestly thinking about it that's quite a while for like the titular combat to really start here because you have those first three volumes which have some really great stuff as we've talked about but yeah for a series especially a shonen jump series where it's usually sprinting out of the gate as most do uh here in shaman king it really kind of just takes this time to establish these characters kind of get you used to yo manta anna and the whole cast and then it kind of goes into the main like uh meat of the story which is uh kind of refreshing yeah no i i really like that about that um and it's interesting because as as we were talking off of mike a little bit the anime actually skips all this <laughs> so it had the it was like nah you you guys did let's just get right to the fights <laughs> you know so it's interesting to see the read the manga where they actually did take the time to kind of develop the characters yeah it's kind of curious in a way because i do wonder if it was takei mostly just trying to experiment with what he really wanted to do Especially since in Volume 4, I feel we get into the action a lot faster. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And it, it doesn't even, like... It's not as prolonged as the action was in, like, the first two volumes, where, uh, like, the fight itself kind of takes up the bulk of... Or, like, I would say, like, the bulk of the volume. Like, a singular fight. Yeah, like, I mean, to go into, I guess, the beginning of Volume 4 here, uh, it starts off with kind of the qualification exam for the Shaman fight. Um, where we get introduced to a uh, common supporting character, Silva. You mean that's not Yo's dad? (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what I thought he was when I first saw his design as a kid. Oh my god. No, no, I can't unsee it. Like... But we see Yo's dad eventually. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we do, but that's so far in the story. So, and Silva's got the look, although that is intentional, but wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> spoilers, spoilers, uh, mystery cloud shroud. Yeah, no, I'm not going to, I'm not, Ooh. I'm not going to say anything else, but I mean, obviously, as just so you all know, I mean, full disclosure, I am on like volume 33 or so so i've read 
it's it's hard to put Shaman King down. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean this this volume just gets right into it. And I kind of agree with Wheeler where it feels like the first three volumes were kind of take saying, mm, you know, I want to do this or maybe this. Because one thing that I found interesting was like from the beginning, it sounded like um the shaman needed a team of ghosts. Like they were all trying, they were like Pokemon. And they were yeah. like getting sick. They're getting like six together, and then they would go challenge the Elite Four. And that's what the story seemed to feel like at first. Because even Ren was like, Yeah, I'm gonna catch me on Ami Damaru. And like, and then all of a sudden, he's like, You know, Yopi, you know, it's all good. But it's not like he Ren's like, All right, well, I'll just come back with my, my Bulbasaur ghost and snatch him or whatever. He didn't team rocket him. He's just like, Okay, cool. I got my one ghost. That's good enough. And it's never brought up again. And most of the, in the Shaman fight, for the most part, everybody's got one soul. Like, it goes from Pokemon to basically JoJo. <laughs> so, like, I found that interesting because I, I, I kind of wonder if okay at first was like, okay, these are going to be team battles in the sense that everybody's got several ghosts they can use. And then after a while, he's like, nah, one is good. Yeah, I think that might have been what he was thinking. Like, I feel early Shaman King in a way is kind of like what we saw with like uh, to bring up a recent Shonen Jump series, Hell Warden and Huguma, where like maybe like uh, Yo would have multiple spirits and like each one would be like a different weapon of sorts or like skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which would have been interesting, but I think the direction it goes here, where yeah, it's like one one soul for each shaman. Or usually one soul yeah, usually, shaman. Yeah. And like they use that they work with that one soul to fight. Um I think that kind of works a lot better. And uh I think usually just kind of the general like idea of like duo team dynamics is really nice because then you have like uh just the power of this bond, like just fighting against this other bond and it's, it's really cool. Yeah. It uh, brings back uh, my good old memories of a watching Zatch Bell. Uh, you know, like seriously, I think these two aired around the same time, but this Shaman King often does give me Gash Bell vibes or Zatch Bell vibes. Like something about them, like the two series. I mean, they have a lot in common, but they're scrappy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're both partner. Battle Royale series. Yeah, I mean, of course that, but it's just more than that. There's something about the two that just had, and of course, the main characters are fighting for peace, you know, and there's that going for it too, but it's interesting. And then, of course, Gash, uh, Zatch Bell, I'm really used to reading the Japanese one, so. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're both valid names. But, but yeah, um, then that inspired Ueki, which also is, anyway, well, we'll uh, I don't want to get too far base but that i just found that really interesting that it's like it's never brought up again granted it was i guess it's kind of helped a little bit by the fact that yo only has a vague idea of what the shaman fight is so you can kind of write it off as him just thinking oh i need a bunch of ghosts and then oh that's the shaman fight oh no i'm good I, i'm yeah good. we I'm been chilling now we gotta meet him <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so it, it, it it's not really a glaring like plot hole or anything so it's like, wait, we actually have to fight in the shaman fight? Oh, okay. I guess Ami Damaru will do. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I guess uh, since we were talking about the whole uh, one 
Shaman One Soul thing that goes into the primary mechanic of Shaman King, um, and also the namesake for our podcast, uh, the Oversoul, which is like essentially like bonding your spirit to like a weapon or like any kind of item. Um, which in Yo's case, it would be, uh, Amiramaru's sword. Yeah, it's like, uh, turning your star platinum into the emperor. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> I, I gotta say, though, I really love, uh, Yo's initial oversoul. Like, how it's kind of like, uh... This like angry looking version of Amidamaru clenching onto the sword. I fucking hate it. It looks like an angry like like uh like one of those edgy Ninja Turtle designs. I don't like it. <laughs> it does. <laughs> That's what's so great about it, though. I love Ninja Turtles, but I hate like, that kind of like blocky look. And it's just like it looks nothing like Amidamaru. <laughs> That's. <laughs> It doesn't, but it is so cool looking. I mean, it's like yeah, no, I I get but it's also like an etchy kind of Pac-Man like. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, I'm I'm the guy who likes uh, uh, Shiro's weird archer arm in Fate Stay Night Heaven's feel. So maybe I just like big yeah, arms. That's just an arm. <laughs> yes, but it's a big arm that does badass things, and that's what this essentially is too. I mean, no, I'm looking at it now, and I see what um, Marion's talking about—like the blank irises, like the yeah. the gr- the grimace. <laughs> like, yeah, no, uh, I, I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I get what I you mean. mean. Now, I now I can't unsee uh, it. I I can't. But. Yeah, I mean, now I'm seeing the Ninja Turtle vibe, but like. I still like it. I mean, it's like not. Smash, it's like meters slash. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I, I, I will say it's not the prettiest thing to look at, but I guess it kind of represents that this is Soul Yo's first Oversoul. Like this is his first. As the series goes on, it gets more. It gets more refined. So I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt for this, just because it's like, yeah, it's my first day. Yeah, I mean, when you think of it that way, like, looking at the design, it's literally just the raw soul, like, affixing itself yeah, true. to the sword. Um, so, yeah, as, like, Sakaki says, as we go on the series, like, we see that Oversoul become more complex and uh, uh, a bit more refined, which is kind of an interesting way to reflect, like, uh, Yo and Amidamaru's, uh increase in power over the series. Yeah. But, yeah, essentially, though, to, like defeat Silva for the qualification exam, like, he, uh, Yo basically has to disarm, like, Silver's Oversoul, which, uh, he eventually does, of course, cause he's Yo. And, uh, that's when we kind of get into the more main meat of the competition itself, where, like, Yo is basically paired up with a bunch of different shamans that are competing in the fight, and he essentially has to fight them to move on. Uh, uh, V-Lord, before we go on, though, I, I, I can't let us continue without talking about the to- like Silva's totem pole cannon. Because yeah. that is... Oh, yes, that the is, totem pole that, cannon. That is the most fucking ridiculous thing I've ever seen, but I love it. <laughs> it's a, It runs through that one gun that you have to like get all the pieces of in Smash Bros. I forgot what that thing... I know what you're talking about, though. Ah, I I Say what? Didn't they put that in Smash? Is it from Kirby? 
Yeah, it's from Kirby, but I forgot what it's called. Yeah, you gather all the weapons. Like, I know the flying one's Dragoon, but I don't know what the cannon one is. Yeah, I don't know what the, 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 the that one's called, but I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, you gather all the pieces and shoot, like, you know. Yeah, it shoots the giant laser cannon. That That's a, literally what it reminds me of. Yeah, and the page <laughs> where he reveals it, where it's like an underhead view... It's like yeah, the and then the, like the foreshortening and like the the way it was just like framed, it was so cool. Yeah, and the and the SFX at the top with the do 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 do. It's just it oh it's pure yeah, it's pure blooded JoJo perfect <laughs> perfection. Like chef's chef's kiss that page. Like it's such a stupid thing in in concept, but it's so amazingly done. That I'm willing to forgive it. <laughs> That's the thing though. Shaman King has so many th- like uh, weapons and like oversouls like that where it's like okay it's this like really giant absurd thing but it looks cool so don't worry about it <laughs> the rule of cool yeah I'm, I'm willing to go with it though because like up until now you know yo's fighting silva and he's using like uh the spirits and different jewelry that he has on it okay i'm willing to jive with that and he just puts them all together and makes a cannon and <laughs> It's just the. It's when just he summons like all of them, like all five, and he's like wearing them on his body. He looks like fucking. I don't know. It's, it's like he has like the pieces of Voltron, but then. Like, <laughs> oh, the, okay. Like the mouth of the cannon also kind of looks like Voltron's face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I could see, I could see Takei definitely taking like inspiration from that. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm sorry. I had to bring back the cannon. And if there is one other thing I I want to just say before we move on, it's just I, I when Leo gets a handle the oversoul for the first time, I just like that it flashes to Anna and she's like, Oh, he's late. And then he's <laughs> like, He should have she should have made my dinner by now. And my like the thing that kills me is this mod to the background. I don't know why I'm making it then. <laughs> I don't know why I should have to do it. <laughs> I mean, what else are you doing, Manta? Let's be real here. For, for real, but it's just that it's that um um Sukomi Boke, the straight man and gag thing. I just he it's it's so very good in Shaman King. Yeah, agreed. Also, Silva for Smash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Forget Goku. Let's get Silva up in here. Yeah. Um, but uh, unfortunately, not like all the qualification exams go as smoothly because Ren literally decides to f- beat his by killing the Proctor. What an yeah. asshole! Right? Yeah. Um, and as it, kind of effed up as it is, I do love when like all the other Patch Tribe people find his body. Uh, Silva's like, "Oh no, it's Chrome, the one who loved to sing and dance." <laughs> It's like, it's such a random detail. <laughs> and if I recall, like, it's not even the only time they mentioned that he loved to sing and dance. He was the life of the party. How are we going to party without Chrome? <sighs> I'm going to need a party to think about this, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's such a Togashi-like thing, too. Like, just extraneous information that doesn't advance the story whatsoever. <laughs> like, you're finding out this guy's powers and also where he went to college. It's just, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on that page now. In all seriousness, though, like, uh, here you really see like Silva being far more conflicted about the whole shaman fight and kind of the 
morality of it, which is a a nice little setup for like as we kind of learn more about the true nature of the shaman fight and like what it is. Cause like, yeah, like Ren committed murder, like undeniably, but he, that doesn't disqualify him from the fight. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it uh doesn't really paint the shaman fight in the best light. Cause like the fact that like people like that can still be a part of the shaman fight just kind of makes it concerning. And, you yeah. know, and I I made that joke just now, but man, it does remind me of Hunter Hunter or how the Hunter exam people like remember the last round was like you could kill somebody and you could still be a hunter. <laughs> so that it kind of reminds me of that vibe too, where it's like, okay, wow, you're we're we're led to believe this thing is a good thing. Well, maybe not a good thing necessarily, but at least not an evil thing. And then somebody's is like, oh yeah, murder's okay. And then it's like, wait, what? And the heroes yeah, wanted Yeah, it's like the heroes the heroes have been striving for this thing, so you think it's a good thing. And then it's like, wait, no, they can they're allowed to just murder? Oh, then why does Gon slash yo want this thing? <laughs> Yeah, and, and uh, what I like about this is uh, we see, like, during the qualification when Anna's talking to Wanta, and she's she's trying to explain to him why, like, even with his, like, uh, like temperament of being, like, a slacker or whatever, the fact that he wants a comfortable life is, like, in a way, like, a much more pure, like, ambition uh, that'll mean that he won't be, like, as corrupted or, like, like tempted to, to do, like, bad things. I guess, and uh, yeah, like she says, uh, nothing. That's why nothing bothers him. He's not a slave to ambition. He'd never choose glory over freedom, and that attitude lets him think outside the box and makes him capable of great things. And then, like, I think this is the this is the first time that she says, like, "Oh, that's why I love him." And uh, the fact that she's so like uh, like upfront about it is really refreshing. Yeah, yeah, it's like Anna might come off as kind of a sundry at times, but it's like, nah, she like. She actually is pretty fairly open about caring about Yo. Like, she just wants Yo to not be a slacker. Yeah. It's not even that she wants him to not be a slacker as much as it. she gets why he is what he is. And it's like, yeah, like, I don't I mean, yeah, of course, she would like him to work a little harder, but it's not like she's asking him to change. So that which is which I like that about the relationship. And another thing I mentioned off of Mike was that the anime sort of changes that dynamic a bit. But to be fair, as we're talking, I, as I think about it more, I think it's just the anime is just a victim of the fact that not the manga wasn't completely out when it was done. So they had to go grasp a lot of things and change things. And then probably, let's say the Shaman King anime had been able to come out after the manga was completed, we might have seen something a little different. But that's yeah, kind of it's the, basically like it's the writing is still basically the anime staff at this point, uh, like the characterization and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Instead exactly. of instead of like yeah, instead of like leaning into what little they have of the of the source material, they have to like they have to fill airtime and stuff. So they they kind of like yellow it and they they try to do like within the confines of what they think the her her established character is like. But then by the end, because like they're they're struggling with the fact that there's not enough source material that they they have to go their own way and like fill in the gaps themselves yeah exactly 
because as I've I'm only I haven't got quite gotten far as far as the shaman fight yet. I I just started watching the anime again um, without subtitles from episode one, and I'm on like yeah about seven or eight right now. And they just finished the they just they just finished the Lee Pylon story. So and it looks like they're doing kind of like a filler thing right now where I see a character I don't recognize being introduced. So. But yeah, uh, Anna, Anna's characterization is much more harsh in the anime, and without a lot of these moments to kind of explain, okay, that's just her belief in Yo. It just it it actually it's actually almost the opposite, where it feels like she's harsh towards him because she doesn't believe he could do it. Unlike the manga Anna, Anna that's like, yeah, he could do it. He just needs a little bit of a push in the right direction. So she does come off as much meaner and more hostile there. And I will admit that because I watched the anime without reading much of the manga first, when I was reading the manga, I had one conception of how, you know, her character was, but was very much surprised constantly when it was actually much different and a little deeper than that. Because again, as as we said, she's not a sundere in the sense that, oh, she only shows her true feelings or no, she's very, very open about how much she loves him and everything like that. So it does it feel it does feel more genuine in the manga but again mm-hmm. i can't fault the anime too much cuz they only had so much to work with yeah i mean honestly i think a lot of those changes are part of why like i've never really been invested in the shaman king anime cuz like i got into the series through the manga first so i'm just kind of used to seeing it this way and seeing the characters like that um so yeah i mean i do want to actually go back in watch the anime especially with the new one coming out too it'd be nice little uh comparison because i know like the anime eventually does fully diverge once they go on the actual road trip part of the story yeah they yeah i want to say i mean there are a couple of like little bit little bits here or there where they do kind of say give a wink and a nudge that they are aware of what the manga is doing but more or less, yeah, they diverged completely at one point. So, yeah, I mean, like, I think we mentioned this last episode too, because like, the anime started right around where Joko was introduced in the manga. So, like, it wasn't super far in, and like, that's only like halfway through the series. So, I think at one point, I think recently the director even said, like, yeah, when we were like producing it, we were told to just do our own thing. Yeah. Yeah. What was was that was that I don't know. I know there was another series. I think I might be thinking of Flame of Freca, but uh wasn't Take didn't Take come out on Twitter and was like wasn't told of the changes? Or no, I feel like that was uh, an Onsai. That yeah, was, I think that was Onsai. Yeah, that was Onsai. Yeah, I think that was Onsai. Okay, I'm sorry. They did uh, have like, not, like consulting him or something. Yeah, yeah, like some fan asked him you know, because Flame of Record was rerunning on TV and he mentioned it. And, you know, some fan asked him, hey, were you aware of the changes? And he was like, no. So, or did they consult you about changing stuff? And he was like, no. So, okay, that was Anzai, not Take. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, from what I understand, Take is like pretty happy. Yeah, with that makes anime. sense. That makes sense. Actually, yeah, no, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. That's right. Because, yeah, they wanted to make an anime before now, but. Take refused it because they couldn't get the same voice actors and everything. So clearly he was happy enough with it if he wanted them to get the exact same staff. So my bad. (laughs) 
no Megami Hayashibara's Anna, we move. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd assume like they're going to try to get as many people as they can back. Because yeah. uh, I know Takei really likes that cast. And uh, he's been so picky about this for ages. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> he, it'll probably be as close to what he wants as possible. Yeah, at this one, I mean, if they greenlit it, that means they he, either, you know, either they got everything wanted or they managed to get him to compromise on some things so but yeah Takei's like we we need every single animator that worked on the old <laughs> anime back it needs to be exactly the same guy in fact don't even update anything I want to have the same 2000s style animation <laughs> oh <my> god <laughs> don't update anything just get everybody yeah, back digipaint or else <laughs> Oh, oh god! And then you, it, it's just, it's just this black hole in its stop in its time spot in its time slot because everything else is updated, <laughs> and, and then you have Shaman King still in two thousands. Did he paint? Yeah, it's every episode airs in three sixty p. Oh no! It's <laughs> oh, like God uh, meant it. <laughs> uh, but uh, we should we should move yeah, on. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I do want to note though, uh. Kind of going back to Ren's choice to, like, kill uh, the Patch Tribe member that was his proctor. is like, the Chieftain, like, even says, like, the Great Spirit can't, like, foresee, like, who's good or evil, who's gonna end up uh, being good or evil. And, like, that's not something that can be really true or false, and, like, outcomes are what really matter. Which I feel is kind of the theme of Shaman King in a way, as we see with characters like, there's no single delineation of like, okay, this character's just completely good. They're they're a pure boy. So yeah, I think that's a very good foundation for a lot of the elements Takei brings in moving forward you here. You see like, uh, later on, like as we get more fights in, like, uh, coming up, like the first fight that, uh... As part of the actual trauma fight that Yo has, he goes against Orohoro and he has like his own dream and stuff. And it sets up this narrative that like uh for for like the people aiming to be Shaman King, uh that they have like their own goals that they want to achieve as uh the king or whatever. So like uh it it like it supports that decision that the chief team made because at the end of the day, it's almost like right makes might. And uh Basically, like, the winners get to set their own narrative. Yeah, it's, it's like the saying goes, like, history is decided by the exactly. winners. Yeah, like that. Yeah. 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 Very true. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of horror horror, like Marion said, the first uh, fight that Yo has to compete in is against Horohoro, who is uh, an Ainu, which I completely forgot about. How dare you? <laughs> right? Yeah, he, he's he's the OG Golden Kamui. When I was reading Fight... Pio versus Ho Ho, like my mind went to Golden Kamui. I, I, I'm not even gonna lie to you. You just gotta uh, replace Aserpa in Golden Kamui with Ho Ho. Exactly. And yeah, for all we know, Ho Ho might be Aserpa's descendant. Gasp! <laughs> oh the Lord. <laughs> no, that might have been the case when Shaman King was at Shueisha, but at Kodansha now they had to cut time. Legit. If like I feel like if uh, Shaman King was still at Shueisha and being heavily promoted, there would definitely be a Golden Kamui Shaman King tie-in with Horohoro and Aserpa. Yeah, yeah no. 
No, that was, it, it's actually a shame now. I mean, that it went to Kodansha. That, that's actually a shame. There's some things you can't do at the Holy Sanctuary of Kodansha, apparently. Apparently not. Mm. But yeah, this is uh, Yo's first, like, I mean, well, not first, but, I mean, aside from... First official. Yeah, first official fight. Like, I mean, the stuff with Ren and his family wasn't really official or anything. And we get we get his, he get his battle outfit, which is just... What he was wearing when he was like what five ten, he was like ten years old, which I love that that she just that Anna just makes him the same outfit again. I, I like that little element. Yeah, I love like uh before the fight goes underway too. Anna's like uh doing the little gag where like she's boxing. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm just thinking. Oh, it's Ashta no Anna. <laughs> oh, I love how she also like whenever she like whips uh. Uh, yo into shape she's like uh, she gets like possessed by like the spirit of this innkeeper or something and then there's like these background gags where you see her she's reading a book about like how to run an inn and shit and it's like she's really getting into her role as uh, like inheriting that like uh, like that hot springs in yeah really Fumbari yeah. yeah yeah and I mean the fight itself is like pretty nice like it's a Takei fight. It looks good. It has a lot of action. Uh, Horohoro's uh, partner is a, uh, a Koro Poker. I don't know how to pronounce that at all. I think it's Koro Poker. Um, Koro Poker? Like, yeah, but like the soul's name is Koro Koro. Like, like the Shogakukan magazine? <laughs> <laughs> no, just Kororo. <laughs> like the heart? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, he does publish a series in a Kodokoda magazine. So. That's true. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, uh, with Kodokoda, Horohoro is able to, like, use, like, this ice power through, like, his... Snowboard. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a cool oversoul. Radical. You do you, Horohoro. I like that he thinks that, yo, like, Manta is Yo's Korupokor, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that really funny. funny. <laughs> and even Coral like falls in love with Monta. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so poor. It, 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 it really is. <laughs> and, like Monta's like, what do I? What am I supposed to do here? And they're they're all just having a good time at the expense. It's kind of great. <laughs> I think even Silva makes that joke later. <laughs> it's time for uh, Monta to change jobs. It really is. He would have been more involved with the series. It just taken anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Like during the fight, though, like Horohoro and Yo kind of do have a little bit of a battle of ideology, and I do like the one part where Yo's like, "Oh, I can just make your dream come true too." Yeah, I really like that. I, I really like that actually because that's so Yo, <laughs> and and it's funny because if he gets if he does it, it goes back to what we were talking about. He does become the Shaman King. I could see him being. Like you know what, let him have what he wants. I'm good. Yeah, everyone it, wins. Exactly. Does it? You know, he's like Oprah. You get your dream. You get your dream, and you get your dream. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I kind of, I kind of, it's, it kind of keeps the series interesting in that sense. Where it's like, it's not like Yo has a singular dream. He's, I could just see him making friends with everybody and trying to get everybody's dream. So it makes him that much stronger for main character. Yeah. Especially because of the fact that he his dream is so simple, um, it makes sense for him to be like noble enough to take on the dreams of his friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
And like eventually, yeah, Yo does overpower Horohoro. And like essentially to win the like the fight, like they essentially just need to have one of them deactivate their oversoul, which is what Yo does. And then Horohoro joins the uh Yo harem of sorts. <laughs> Nakamageto. <laughs> I love how just immediately he's just chilling with everyone in uh, the Funbari house. Oh, yeah. He, he gets along so perfectly. Like, just uh, everyone is even like I, the I think what made me laugh the most was Ryu going like, oh, what a cute. What a cute thing. What is this to like Koro? And she's like afraid. She's like, what is this creepy guy just doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the beginning of Ryu just being into really cute and small things. It's just. And then that's like he's like, so you're saying I could get I could if I'm a shaman I can get a cute spirit like that or whatever. And he's like, that means I gotta be a shaman. Like that's his. That's what really like pushed him over the edge. So like, yeah, I could be a shaman. <laughs> it, Were you confirmed for the strongest gap moe? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's I mean on that note too, it's funny how Horohoro like through this whole volume he seems like this really kind of hard ass. And then he loses the fight and he joins to their house and then it's like that's the real Horohoro right there yeah, yeah it's so funny because like when you first look at his design he looks like he's gonna be some like gangster like snowboarder gangster snowboarder but no no i get what v lord's saying you know from yeah, his yeah. i mean hell from the last episode um joey pointed out they look like zoro like for a panel so sure. you would think you would think that that's the kind of attitude he'd have he'd be zoro and then he uh, loses the fight. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting too because, like, uh, for the Kodansha release, like usual, um, it has the redrawns for the series from the Kazumbans. And yeah, for like um, Horohoro, a lot of his introductory designs are redone. Um, so he looks less menacing, but like his hair is a lot sharper and more detailed too. So, like, it still kind of gives off, like, a menacing vibe in a slightly different way. Yeah. Then he just loses all of that. <laughs> it's like, it's like he, when he, he knew he had to fight this thing, and once he, that pressure was off, he, he felt better to be himself, which I kind of like. Yeah, he's just chilling. Which, I mean, like, he's still in the shaman fight, technically, because, like, yeah, yeah, it's not like, it's not like if you lose one fight, you're just out. Like, it's like, you have to win, like, a certain amount of fights. So, Hodohoro's still in it to win it. Oh, guys, I completely forgot that he had a sister until I reread yes. this point. Oh, yeah, yeah, he does. I was yeah. like, he doesn't what? show up that much. I was like, he has a fucking sister? Why do I not remember this? <laughs> she was so irrelevant. I mean, to be fair, she's like, um, Anna Light. <laughs> or Diet Anna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. She had the same kind of uh, mentality about training. Yeah, it's Anna Zero. <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> I'm just laughing because Mary and I had like a sidebar. Mary and I had a conversation about um Gege being like basically. I said Togashi Light, and Mary said Togashi Zero. <laughs> so it just reminds me of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not to stray too far. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I just like the idea. I I always like the the. The horror, because I never really read them like that, and I only saw the anime. I only got to see horror, horror 
after he lost, which is when he's more more chill. So definitely seeing him like this first was like, oh, okay. Then it was intriguing to find out, okay, when did this become what I know? And it was kind of funny to me that it happened immediately. It wasn't like a thing with the Shonen manga where he's like, he's the badass. And then over time, he starts getting goofy and joining in with them occasionally. No, it just all at once that veneer just fell off. Yeah, he's like a Toriyama villain. As soon as he gets beat up, he loses uh, like three feet of height and is your best. <laughs> I mean, that's also JoJo villain. I was just about to say that's like yeah, that's yeah. like in part four with the one guy who just like tries to get it, tries to get it with Koichi's mom. Then Koichi beats him up and he loses a bunch of height. Yeah, I forgot that guy's name, but Hazuma's the other guy that like yeah, he had. Him too. Yeah. I forgot. Oh, Tamami, Tama, Tamaki, Tamami, something like that. Something yeah, I know like you're that. Talking. Yeah. Oh, okay, Tamami. Yeah. So yeah, that's. It's just that horror horror at least kept his height. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funny if Ryu lost height because like Ryu's pretty tall, but horror horror probably should not get smaller. No, no. It, I think it went to his hair because his hair gets longer after this. <laughs> well. I mean, dang, I want to make a joke, but that's a spoiler. But, yeah, I mean... He gets bald? <laughs> no, no, I... Okay. Okay. I, are, are, are we... <laughs> I know. <laughs> Can I say it? Go ahead. I don't care. I right. mean, if you really want to. No, it's not that big a... Okay, it's not that big a spoiler, but eventually Shaman and King fights, they become teams. I mean, obviously, I was going to just say, he joins the team with Ren, and, you know, I was going to call him Team Hair. Because oh, Ren's nice. hair also, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. and, and like uh, like Ren's hair is also very emotive. So you got Horohoro's hair too, and then yeah, they're they're the hair squad, the, the hairspray team, hairspray. There we go. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, like it's a it's a nice end to the fight because like yeah, we just have a uh, Horohoro joining the crew because everyone can be friends in Shaman King. We'll see how long that that lasts. That <laughs> it's not gonna last very long. Because the next fight is versus Faust, and he's like not irredeemable, but the way he's introduced is like, uh oh, this guy's a murderer. <laughs> Faust is an interesting guy for sure. And yeah, the the next fight is against Faust Eight, who is uh a necromancer and totally effed up. And voiced by Dio and Takasugi. So you know what to expect coming into oh, this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a Koyasu. Hey, that makes so much anime. sense. <laughs> God, Sakaki's just selling us on the anime. <laughs> I haven't even gotten that far, but I do remember, again, what I remember watching. So, like, you got Dio and Takasugi. You got both of those, like, psychopaths in one character. And he can bring people back from the dead. So... Faust is, he was the OG to Koyasu character. <laughs> to be fair, he reminds me a little more of, like, Nero. He does, and that's also Koyasu. Yeah. God. But, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, uh, his, his design is really cool. Um, I like the fact he has, like, the, the deep, like, eye bags and also, like, the lipstick. Yeah, he looks like a visual K-rocker, which is, like, kind of, it kind of ties into the whole, like, shaman king thing and music being a big deal i mean we have mm. boss for god's sake so yes. of course we're gonna have a visual we of course we're gonna have a visual k guy we have to i feel like <laughs> Faust's design was for like the yu Hakusho show fans 
<laughs> I can see that. I could t- actually, yeah, no, I could totally see like him being a Togashi. No, no, like, well, it, at the time it would have been, but I could see this. He definitely looks like like uh, Ultra Jump JoJo. Like, oh yeah, it, when Araki moved from um, actually no, that's that's even you would even go as far back as like Golden Wind. That's when he started drawing characters like this. Yeah, he looks more like I'd say a Golden Wind villain. Yeah, yeah. He's very lanky. And then like I love I love 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 the way he's introduced where he's just like, "Oh, he's he's this nice happy go lucky guy or whatever." But then like he he's he has like this huge thick jacket or whatever. And I'm like, I don't remember his character being like fat or whatever. What the hell is in his trench coat? And then like ding ding he he opens his fucking trench coat and there's a skeleton and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right." <laughs> Fast knows that thick cells. Jesus. Because, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a necromancer. Yeah, no, everything about Faust is just like he's. I, I, I used this phrase for something else like yesterday when Mary and I were talking, but he's like, like Ren. I mean, I wouldn't say so much that unlike Ren, Ren was kind of the starter pack, the first villain to tell you okay the series isn't just funding games <laughs> and mary's laughing because he because they know where i'm going with this like faust is kind of like that rpg villain where it's like i hope you were paying attention to the tutorial because <laughs> this because <laughs> like the series becomes way like ren was one thing but then you get faust and like everything that happens in the fight against faust it's just if it's not fucked up it's just really really unsettling <laughs> yeah I and mean, he rips open manta you can't rip over our straight man. That shit was brutal, and it's also like, uh, it, it's not like super gory because you don't see like his like intestines or whatever. But like the it, the visual imagery of like you see his rib cage and his skin is like pinned to the ground, uh, like as his like his like chest cavity is opened up. Yeah, I mean you see all his manta meat. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> Excuse the, me. His manta. The fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> his manta. <laughs> <laughs> the monta meat there you go i never want to hear that again <laughs> okay <laughs> that sounds disgusting <laughs> i remember oh I, I i don't know who said it and it might have been uh it might be something i just sort of picked up on twitter but you remember shaman king was being published in english jump right. so a lot of people just bought this off of the stand and saw oh, this. So like, Never I remember one person. Yeah. Like, I mean, up until now, everything's pretty, you, you had other manga out there, but it was the kind of stuff that wasn't, I won't say it wasn't accessible, but it was expensive as shit. So you weren't some kid buying like freaking Ranma or something as expensive as it was. But yeah, then it's weird. Cause like, you, you could, Back in the days, like there was still hyper violent stuff in Jump, like Fist of the North Star, people's like heads explode and shit. But like, this is different because it's some some person is still alive, and it's like them specifically like suffering while like being immobile, and it's it's like a very primal kind of fear that taps into. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, but but what I was saying was like, um, but compared to that, which I I think English Jump was like maybe, and you got a bunch of stuff in it. So you could, I think English Jump was like, what, like, it had to be less than 10 bucks. Yeah, generally, I would have to look at my old ones, but I think it was usually, yeah, around 10 bucks or less. So, I mean, you're getting in, 
you're getting a bunch of different manga rather than just one. So you could be flipping through and you could read like and then one piece and then you get to this. And it's like fucking like monster being cut open. So a bit of a whiplash. Yeah. So it's like that that I mean, even in Japanese jump, I imagine at the time I would have to look back to see what was being serialized at the same time, but I, I feel like that was kind of the shift in when One Piece, Shaman King, and Naruto came. They were all pretty much back to back, and I feel like that kind of had the shift where it was like ultra violence. I mean, you had violent moments, but it was an ultra violent series. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you had like your JoJo's and stuff that were still in there, but like, right, yeah, it, it's definitely for a series like Shaman King though, where like it doesn't necessarily give off the impression like okay, there's gonna be like this really gory stuff in it. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's a bit of a surprise. Yeah. And of course, this also marks the turn of a fight where Yo isn't just like it'll work out. I mean, he he's like going fucking feral too. Yeah, cuz it's clearly not working out here. No. Uh, I mean, from the outset like they make it pretty clear that like Foss is out to kill people. Like he killed his first opponent. Oh wait, can we can we bring up the fact though? That this all started because of a gag, because Faust was like, "Wow, this is clearly a uh, like a preteen, but his skeletal structure is so weird. He has like a huge head but a small body. Let's dissect him." <laughs> see, see, Faust is asking the real questions that we've been ignoring for so long. What the fuck is up with Manta's proportions? Nothing <laughs> where no scientist has dared a step before. <laughs> See, this is why we needed the Manta meat. We had to look at it for science. Stop! <laughs> Marion's the new host. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to name the episode Manta meat. Just fell. Fuck you. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ. It sounds like some fucking like, like mystery lunch meat bullshit. That's the point. I hate it. <laughs> I, I need a minute. <laughs> but yeah, like, no, actually, that's a great point, Mary. It's like, it starts off with this really funny kind of football gag, and then it becomes something terrifying. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Foss is, like, legitimately ripping open Manta, and, like, you can really see Yo is not taking it well, because, like, Manta is, like, his first, like, genuine friend, and you see your first friend just being ripped open by this psycho serial killer doctor. Mm, yo, yo's, <sighs> yo's experiencing what I like to call Goku PSTD. Uh, PT, PSTD? Like, PTSD? Every, PTSD. <laughs> fuck! Uh, fuck! Uh, what, I need to go to bed, guys. That's it. Good night. No, but, like, every character since Goku has this moment where they just they they feel Goku's pain <laughs> watching Krillin being killed. It's just it, it just keeps it, it keeps perpetuating itself through every shonen after that. Yeah, yeah, it's it shonen rage. <laughs> That's even better name. Fox it's like, is uh, like it, not. Oh, go ahead, Marion. It was a bad joke. I was gonna say it's like a Yu Gi Oh bridge Brooklyn rage, but it's shonen rage. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the the thing, too, that's really scary here is that, like, at no point does Foss really feel like he has a core weakness. Because, like, he's barely using any of his mana to uh, actually create all these uh, uh, skeletons that he's, like, popping up. 
that was that was like a really cool like reveal or whatever. He's like, I'm not even using half my strings. <laughs> he's like fucking like he's using his like spirit energy or spirit energy. It's like shaman soul power, whatever, whatever the that mana, MP yeah. bar they have is called. <laughs> the um, mana. Because they're mana. <laughs> to like control like the joints in the skeletons. So it's not like he's controlling ev- like the entire body of each skeleton that he summons from the ground or whatever. So that's like really cool. It's like the how do you call it like the subtleties of how how you use your your mana uh whereas like yo just li- literally learned how to do this like the other day so he just like goes all out and like pours all of it into his sword so he obviously like wears out faster yeah no that actually that's a good point Cause it, it, it shows that there is more of a fine control to it than just mm-hmm. obviously but yeah as you said yo just learned it tuesday so it's like and now that makes it that also raises the stakes in a in an in an organic way because like we're following Yo as we go along and of course he's going to meet people and I mean not to spoil too much but obviously Faust has a reason that he knows all this stuff this isn't something that he just learned because for shits and giggles there's a reason why he's this dedicated mm-hmm. so which we'll get we don't to. get into that uh, in this volume right I don't think so. They got yeah. into it a little bit because uh, we do see his main partner Eliza. Okay, yeah. we're just not like explained like his situation completely yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and a lot of that's kind of doled out throughout the series, like most of the characters, because like uh, there are, there are certain things with Foss where I was really wondering later in the series, we're like, is it really okay to keep Foss around? Um, he he yeah. doesn't seem like the best guy, uh, but I feel Takeda does a good job of really kind of giving us that more multifaceted perspective on like who Faust is and it goes like back to like what we were looking at earlier with like the chieftain saying like it's the outcome that matters and yeah like maybe the first impression of Faust isn't all there is really to it yeah I mean and it ties in well I mean being multifaceted <laughs> it ties in well with the fact that what they said at the beginning of the series, which is people who can see ghosts can't be bad people. So already it's not like that's a throwaway line. It just says, you know, it, it actually is something that no matter what happens in the story, Takei never forgets that core, that one core value. Like there is something good in people who can see ghosts. So I will say, uh, Going as far as artwork, though, during the false fight, I, I feel like Takei really pulled out all the stops. Like, when false used his Bankai. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe predicted uh, Captain Yamamoto's Bankai. From- <laughs> Guess the Bankai that he didn't use until after Ryzen. <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> but, yeah, like... um. What page is it? Uh, yeah, page one hundred seventeen of volume five. Um, where he's using Bone Dead Reborn. Like all these skeletons are, you, you see some skeletons just going like in the air. Some of the like they're all doing things. It's not just like a row of skeletons. They're all very dynamic in what they're doing, and a couple of them are just have their arms in the air, just ready to go. <laughs> and, and I love Dude, it. I fucking love the way that all the skeletons are shaded, and it's like. It's really detailed inking to the point where it feels almost like all of them look like 
they kind of look like 3D models just because of how sharp the the shape the shadowing is. Yeah, yeah, I really like that too. Like you can say that. I mean, obviously, as we've said a couple of times throughout recordings of the show, that Takei took his time to read. I, I I would actually be really interested in seeing what the original page for this looked like if it looked just like this. Wait, so which page is that? Uh, 117 of Volume 5, but I don't know what that translates to in the Viz release. Okay, I found it. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks roughly the same, I think. I mean, let me, I'm gonna pop up the page on both sides here. Yeah, this looks nearly identical. Okay, so Takei is just that much of a beast. Based Takei. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, like, one thing I noticed, like, there are quite a few art changes like here and there in these two volumes but it feels a bit less than the previous ones okay and like I, it's like how i mentioned before like yeah he made changes like horo horos design at places but i think i don't know if it's maybe i'm just imagining it but it definitely feels like at this point he's a bit less uh he's a bit less kind of gung-ho about like redrawing everything yeah i could i could tell that probably after four Williams just got to the point where it was just like, uh, I'm not going to be able to keep this up. <laughs> so even in like volume five, especially like there's that other, uh, spread where like, yo is like super angry and he's saying no. And then, yes, yeah, so I was about to bring that up. Yeah. Cause like that is as far as I can tell, like mostly one in one with how it is in the original release. Um, I think it looks a lot better in the Konancho one though. Cause I gotta say, the lettering in the Viz one for this page is kind of not good. <laughs> like, it's this giant swack sound effect, but it's not transparent. So, like, literally 90% of the page, you can't see the artwork. Lord, you gotta throw this up in the chat, man. <laughs> it's it's not good. Um, Yeah, let me take the picture. Alright, but yeah, no, speaking of that... Uh spread it's a very good spread are you talking about the one where he's like holding the sword and he goes no yeah yeah, that one yeah yeah that, that was pretty badass like we've never seen yo this feral before like he's just he looks like yeah it's just it, he looks like he's ready to kill like the yo that says it'll work out yeah no it's like he's not about that life right now honestly a lot of the uh gestures and uh the shading in this volume kind of remind me of Nekogahara, especially the skeletons like they remind me of the ptsd scenes um from Nekogahara, where the main character is kind of visualizing all these uh enemies from his past and it has this more kind of uh more like uh unreal aesthetic to it which kind of fits foss because like yeah he's literally bringing the dead back to life here also i posted the image in the chat yeah i just saw it Oh, that's hideous. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I've said this before, I vastly prefer the lettering in the Kodansha release. Uh, no, no, like, uh, no big jabs of the Viz one. Like, I think it was fine for the time, and there are some good lettering at places, but I think on a whole, I definitely really like what uh, Jan and Ivan Conception did for the Kodansha release. Yeah, Dude, I, I think agree. one of my favorite pages is uh, 126, where he's like, stand up and fight Faust. I'm in need of, I'm in a hurry. I, uh, Monta needs a doctor, a real doctor. And like the foreshortening of the sword, 
it's so sick because like uh from the angle it's like obviously like uh yo's sword is like pointing at the the reader but then like the lines for like the katana uh there are spaces where it's a little like the the lines around the short around the sword aren't uh they have like these little white spaces where it's like you can feel like the glint of the light hitting the sword so like it, it just looks really fucking cool yeah, it does. And, and you can kind of see Amidamaru's eye, and it gives it this more kind of sinister, kind of mm-hmm. the sinister vibe and everything like that. Like, this isn't the yo that we know. Also, yeah. just like... That almost it, makes it look like the, the the katana looks like a like an oni horn or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, totally. Like, I mean, if it weren't for the fact that I could see the side, that's what I would think. I would think that the eye and the katonic are part of you. I mean, they are part of you's arm. I think that they are like growing out of him rather right. than being part of a separate being. But yeah, it, it's really cool. And of course, I just like the line that, again, Yo's snarky, but he's not really that so much. But that last line of the chapter is like, I need to go take Monta to a doctor. And then he adds in a real doctor. And the flames start. It's like Yo's diss track. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i mean like you really see like compared to like a lot of other places like yo is genuinely upset here and like he's actually pushing himself to his limits like by the end of the volume he is at kind of his last legs and anna and silva both want to step in but yo is refusing like all help because he wants to do this like on his own it's like damn this is this is intense Dude, the, the next shit that happens in this fight, like, almost broke my suspension of disbelief. Even though, like, we've been, we're, we're talking about a series with, like, sword ghosts and shit, but, like, fucking, oh, God, Faust is, like, he removes his humerus from his leg, or was it his fibula? But then, like, he, he gives it to Eliza to, like, look for another one to, like, replace it. And it's, like, that is, like, probably the, one of the grossest things I've seen when he, like, uh, cut opens his leg to like take out the bone and then he's like oh yeah don't worry i'll just slope sew back the ligaments on with a new bone and it's just like jesus like i've never seen something so warped i mean didn't didn't somebody in jojo like do like what is his name one of the last volumes in golden wind i forgot the doctor dude like i don't but he didn't actually like that i think his power is mostly about like rotting and shit but like this is like taking out a physical bone and then like fucking like taking another one and it's, it's a it, i don't know i feel like it's completely different <laughs> okay i mean fair fair no i'm not no no i was just asking from a point of view it was like i thought it was something that similar to it but okay yeah i don't this remember because it's okay like, um, yeah i don't know i just think this is grosser it's gross but at the same time i find it so entertaining <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't know reason- i'm into fucked up shit so the reason I, I was like, the reason my suspension of disbelief wasn't broken was because of the fact that it's like so visceral, uh, like the detail in like the leg, and like it almost looks like his, his the the muscle around is like rotting. So like, yeah, it's like also like the fact that the like, guy, yeah, the bone is like sticking out of his body too, and it's like, ugh, yeah. yeah. No. So it uh, it really, it really kind of like uh draws you in whether you feel comfortable with it or not (laughs) comfortable (laughs) i don't know some people might be like oh hey cool 
Live bone surgery. I like that. Yeah, I guess he took a page out of Blackjack or something. (laughs) Oh no. If you brought like uh, our friend uh, Meowth900 into here, she'd probably be into that. Oh yeah. Yeah, Bring in the heart emojis. (laughs) (laughs) She loves her some gore, so yes. And a hot guy doing the gore, so. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say Foss is pretty attractive. I mean. Yeah, I. Yeah, I can't lie. I mean, dude's got it going on. If you weren't like, so like creepy, he's, he's like a he's like a visual K uh, yeah. looking guy. Yeah, he's like I mean, one of those rocker guys that wears a whole lot of makeup. You know, yeah, I could totally see him if he didn't want if he weren't doing this. He, he could he could totally tear up the circus visual K guy. I love um on page one forty when he yeah. has like the 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 skeletons like propping him back up like. It's like the the two skeletons. It's, it looks like they're almost like standing seductively, even though like they don't have any like skin to show. It's so funny. Uh, yeah, no, I'm looking at it like yeah, especially yeah. the one in the back, <laughs> the, the one behind they have, like, him. The whole ass is out. Yeah. <laughs> they look. They got. They got the whole JoJo pose going on and everything. It does make me wonder if like all the skeletons like are supposed to be moving the same mannerisms as Eliza. Maybe. I thought you were gonna say that the, all the skeletons were all girls, and it was like a skeleton harem. Well, I mean, like they'd be acting like lies, so I guess technically it would be a skeleton harem. I mean, to be fair, he is a visual K guy, so it would be <laughs> fitting if he did have just a bunch of groupies that were skull skeletons. Like, like on page six one sixty four, so he's got skeletons wearing chains. Like, you don't get any more visual K than that. Like it's a giant skeleton behind him with the like, and also let me say that I like the size that he has. It's like a giant cross with like a razor stuck to it. Yeah, I was just about to mention that. I I really love how that looks. The razor part is what fucking gets me because it's so funny. <laughs> like, I I I've seen my share of razors because my brother's a barber, <laughs> and it's just like imagining that it's like a cross, and then like a giant razor just like stuck. On the side, it's for like a makeshift like halberd or something. <laughs> At first, I was like, "What is that? Is that a ruler?" And then I'm like, "Oh wait, that's a blade." Yeah, it's a blade. And like I remember reading it, I'm just that. That's wow. It's like a giant shaving utensil. It's so great. It's like it's maybe ugly. Foss wanted a multi-purpose weapon. I I don't know. That's obviously what he uses to file uh, skeleton Eliza's nails. Exactly. Okay. No, I, I accept that. And then, like, let's go to page 169, where it's basically a cover for one of his next albums. Like, oh and, it, and it's even got the ti- it's even got the perfect title for the album, "The Pale Lover." Like, come on, you can't write better material than this. I love it. <laughs> I actually took a screen cap of this page because it's so. I don't know why. Like, it. This is like the most erotic I've ever seen skeletons. <laughs> Oh my wrong. god! I mean, it's, yeah, no, seriously, it's, you got the you got like the house, like the mansion in the background. He's like holding this thing lovingly. It's got its arms up in chains and everything like that. No, it's very, very erotic. Faust says consent is key. <laughs> the other uh, Faust cover that I really want to highlight is uh, the chapter forty-one cover, uh, "Natural Bo- uh, Bone Killers." Yes, where oh, it's like, like uh, yes. the cross. The cross is in the background, um, with the blade on it, and it's just like Faust in front, covered in blood. 
with like the the needle in his hand and then you have this like awesome font for the title like it's not the like usual font that you'd expect and like it looks so cool it looks like literally like uh what sakaki would say for the other one where it looks like an album cover yeah and the funny part is like the bone is obviously like a pun on born yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i almost said born when i was saying it because <laughs> like i was like oh yeah bone that that makes more sense yeah, that's a tight kubo title if i've ever seen one yeah no but you know the the thing that takes me out of it though is this is it, it's all i can think of is brooke so <laughs> as much as i want to take this <laughs> seriously <laughs> yes yes as much as i want to take this seriously i just think of fucking brooke from one piece no now imagine fossing yo ho 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 and then asking someone for their panties <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just, Eliza Chan, can I can I see your panties? Oh no! <laughs> uh, if it, uh, uh, I, I'm so it, it just takes me out of it each time just because of that. But I mean, yeah, it's a really cool. I like it that there was another one in Volume Four that was like this, where I don't know if that's how it is in the original Japanese release, where obviously maybe the chapter titles in English, and so they just you know because you can see the reincarnation is the same font as all of them. So what what I imagine is like maybe t- the the title in Japanese was actually Natural Bone Killers in English. They just slapped on you know the reincarnation, called it a day. But yeah, so I kind of wonder what the original Japanese release looked like. Yeah, I wonder that as well because I was looking at the Viz release for like uh, that chapter, and it uses a different font for Natural Bone Killers. So I'm not sure if it's something like Kodansha specifically chose, um, or maybe yeah, for the Kodansha release in Japan, like they might have changed that font. Or yeah, or my just been a thing where again, I I've seen it where they've where like a title or a character is saying something in English and they change the font and how it looks in the English release, you know, obviously for consistency's sake. So I wouldn't be surprised if the original chapter title was indeed this, and they just, you know, changed the font a bit so it doesn't look odd. But I guess that would be a thing is if we could ever get our hands on a Japanese version. Yeah, that would be curious. That's something I would be willing to do. I mean, at some point, I actually kind of want to just buy a couple of Japanese volumes of Shaman King and just flip through them. Yeah, I was tempted to before Kodansha USA licensed it, because, like, it'd be cool to own the Japanese release. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I admit Shaman King really was on my radar, but now that we're we're here, I definitely would like to have, maybe not the whole series. Well, I might get the whole series eventually, but, like, yeah, I'll probably get key volumes first and then work my way to other ones. But, yeah, looking at this fight, it's just, again, Takei's artwork is really, is really, I mean, he's risen the dead. <laughs> Not that it was dead to begin with, but everything about this thing is a new level from what we've seen before it. And again, I, I, I do like the part that Anna does point out as much as she belittles Manta and Yo, you know, she's the one that go to Silva. And when Silva's like, dude, you know, just just even Silva, yeah, as we've said, Silva's looking at Yo like, why is he acting like this? Just this is the Yo I know. And then Anna confirms what we've said, which is that that Manta's his first real friend. So that's why he's willing to go the mile to, you know, get revenge and save him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's definitely a good uh, 
characterization to have for Yo. Especially since, like, usually he's just kind of laid back and fine with everything. But here we really see him, like, frustrated. Also, just to go back to covers again really quickly, Mm -hmm. I uh, was looking back at the Chapter 40 cover, uh, Spill Your Guts, and I love how, like, in Bones, like, it makes out the name Shaman King. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, and, like, the skull, the skull is the G, and that's so perfect. Like, Foss has just got a bunch of, like, singles. Like, he's not even, he's just taking over, he's just taking over this volume to sell his new album. Like Basically. we're seeing all, <laughs> we're seeing all, we're seeing all the like uh single the sing the covers for the singles and then you know you put them all together and you get the false album. Yeah, man. Hot uh, was it? Hot topic is shaking. <laughs> oh no! I, I kind of wish mm, if Shaman King were like uh, I, I could so imagine Hot Topic just getting into this actually. And I kind of hope when the anime hits that we get some stuff. Because I have a friend that works at Hot Topics, so I, I could definitely see up. <laughs> Just like all the Fost merch once the anime comes out. Exactly. I mean, she even has, like, she gets she gets to see the back room. So she even knows what's coming in before it goes out. So. Oh, my. <laughs> let me know. <laughs> let me, if, we, if she gets any stuff, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Yeah, and, like, uh, I guess to kind of cap up this off, unfortunately... The Phosphite does not finish up in this volume. It gets uh, dragged on into volume six, so we can't really talk about the conclusion. Um, but it basically ends with Yo facing off against uh, Faust and a newly powered up Eliza in her full waifu form. We heard you like nurses. <laughs> Well, Hello, I mean, the nurse, 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 they got, she got cut from the new Animaniacs reboot, but she's right here. Don't worry about it, Hold guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I guess uh, after, after the main set of chapters, we have the usual Foonbari Hill uh, tales, which the first one's kind of just a pretty simple one where it's like, oh, okay, Yo has to go get groceries and he sees like a note from Anna saying like oh thanks for doing all the chores and everything um so he tries to get like a CD as a thank you gift for her which is uh kind of sweet but uh, then we have the remix tracks here which are new to this edition and are like uh chapters that Takei drew way later than the actual volumes themselves and you can definitely tell cause uh they look much more modern to K. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's Monica looks like a girl now. Yes, yes. <laughs> I remember well, and I and I think I, I when I was reading this and I put it, it's like I had a comparison between Monta then and Monta and this and like yeah, he looks like a girl now. And I kind of dig the look because it's not like the typical huge eye anime like girl look. It's like a, he's still got the really small eyes, but. I mean, I think I just thought I just dig that aesthetic more than just like the really big eyes, you know, that usually girls get. So right. I, I dig that. I do. It's I wish the more. hair too. Yeah, the hair too. Yeah. Essentially, Manta became best girl. Man, <laughs> I had another joke there, so <laughs> Kintama's ruined me. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> but but yeah, like the remix track, and then even Anna too. Like on page one ninety four, like that face that she's making, 
Like what's what's going on there? Like even the sound effects, like oh god. <laughs> the one at like one ninety five where she's like blushing and like has the shivers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it one ninety five? Well, no, I mean, like, on the page itself, it has 195. Comicsology, it's or But either way, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, that face. Like, God. Teasing Master Anastasia. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, she's not teasing Master. She's the other one. Don't bully. Don't bully me. Uh, oh, Kogatoro? Yes. Kogatoro? Hey, yes. <laughs> don't, don't bully me, Kyoyama-san. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no, what I is mean, up with her face in like 195? It looks like she's like turned on. It's weird. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's we're talking what, about. That, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's so wild. Like, yeah, that, that, like, I understand that his art style changed. And actually, I mean, the first page was up. Like, yeah, she does look really different, really nice. I will. But then it's like the next page, like, what the? F-? She's just messing with, like, yo, about having pictures of him, I guess, from, uh, Oh no, these aren't even from this year. No, they're are. just yeah, some of them are. But then, like the ones that she mentions on the page, where he turned on, <laughs> uh, is one you know running around the block in the clothes for train, catching a peek at horror horrors porn. Which I do love how Anna just has all these pictures of him though. It's like, why does she have like a collection of them or something that she just like stores somewhere? I mean, I feel like part of it's probably blackmail, and the other part, like, that's her husband. Yeah, it's like, my husband album right here. Exactly. She likes to, she likes to be like a voyeur for her husband. Yeah, okay. We, we we divide this up by the thirst section, the bully section, and the, I don't know, wholesome section. Yeah, I mean, she she's basically the Nasa to Yo's Sukasa. That's what... The- that's how I look at it. <laughs> she, She's like if Tsukasa was as proactive as Nasa was. Yeah, exactly. Like oh that, That's what this is. It's- but when are they going to bring in the hand-holding buffet? <laughs> when he becomes Shaolin King, obviously. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, no, I, I just I just wonder what's up with that face. Because like, it's not a thing where she... like She's enjoyed this far too much. <laughs> She's like sweating. She's so hot from it. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. She, she's enjoying the torture. I think. I guess. I think Takei probably has a thing for her, and he's just like, "Yeah, I want to draw her sick." Or something. Yeah, I mean, he clearly does because he's in like a series, like as the same character. Like, wasn't she? She had her one shot. Yeah, Takei wanted to do like a full series about Anna before like Shaman King was fully conceived. Yeah, in one of the later volumes, like I mean much of a spoiler but he does include the one shot for and he does say you know he did want to make it a full series but just flesh out ideas for it yeah i mean i can't complain there anna is a great character yeah 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 i mean he clearly likes her a lot which is why he's putting her in all series yeah but yeah i mean that that basically ends off the volume though finishing thoughts for these was like yeah it was Faust, I mean, I, I, I wish he really did have an album. Definitely buy for that <laughs> art. <laughs> so, Can't wait um, for the next volume where we can finally make our Borat My Wife jokes. Marion, why? That's what we're looking forward to the most, obviously, from this fight. Um, exactly. My, my wife. wife. My wife. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I like these volumes. Like, I forgot how, like, intense the Foss fight really is. Because, like, the Horo Horo fight, it's good. It's chill. It's it's pretty average. But Flash Foss... Flash low-key, low stakes. Yeah. But, like, damn, Fast, Like, ooh, that's... You know, that's, when you like, can... the fine stuff. Yeah, like, it's weird to think about it. Because normally, when you have the first fight in the series, the first intense fight with the series, that's for, like, reserved for the biggest rival in the series, which would be Ren. And it kind of stays Ren. So I find that really interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to think about. I mean, obviously, like, this isn't the climactic fight of the preliminary shaman fight. Uh, mm-hmm. There is definitely more fights to come. And obviously, Yo's gonna fight Ren again. But, yeah, I mean, I'd say it's kind of interesting to see, like, yeah, the second fight being this intense. Yeah. No, I, I mean, as long, I mean, we're, we all find our, we all say that we're the sewers of Shonen, and usually it's, the second fight's usually the one that you get into, like, okay, the characters kind of have a handle on their power, now it's to kind of get, you know, to get the nuance part in, where usually the second fight's being more technical, like, okay, I can't just brute force my way through this, I have to figure out, which, that's not to say Shaman King does something different, and this is, you know... We do still get that element that Yo can't just, you know, brute force his way through his fights. But usually the second fight's a little bit more in the main character's favor. I mean, it's like the it's like the second fight of uh, the Dark Tournament in Yuki Hakusho against Dr. Ichigaki's team. It's yeah. Like the, they could very easily beat these guys, but they're hostages and they want to save them. Exactly, yeah. There's something, like, we've gone from the main character but then just when they feel like, okay, I could take on anything, then you get a bad guy or an opponent that's like, nope, I got something that's going to keep you from using your full power right away. So you have to, you know, figure out another way around it. And that's usually what you get. But in Shaman King, it's it's kind of like that, but not really. So it is, I mean, that is a good, that is a good person. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. It's Shaman King. What's not to like? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You can never go wrong with Shaman King. Yep, Shaf definitely did. Faust definitely did not disappoint for like his first appearance. Uh, he's definitely like a fan favorite character, and we see why, like off the bat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he has his own novel for a reason. Oh shit, he does. That's right. true. Unfortunately, not translated yet. Kodansha, um, pick it up, please. Yeah, no, do some do something about that. Um, but yeah, I, I I would like to read that because, as the Lord said, we get more bits and pieces of Faust. Um, story as a, as the series goes, and I mean I'm not going to say I, I I'm happy what we got, but I would definitely like to see more because he's a very intriguing character. Clearly, we need to have Sakaki read it in Japanese and then report back to us. <laughs> okay, hey, it's Christmas. Summarize season. it chapter by chapter, sentence by sentence. That's basically a translation piece. <laughs> <laughs> Except it won't be because it'll be verbal. You have to write the script and then I'll recite it in my best impression of Koyasu. Oh. <laughs> oh yes. Okay, that, yes. that's that's clearly our Kickstarter goal. That's what we need. Our <laughs> new Patreon goal. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> but alright, yeah, I guess when we start making jokes like this, it's, it's, we're, we're about finished, so. Yeah, time to wrap up, folks. So... Marion, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at microwavy the e before the v, and 
yeah, on Twitter. Uh, I also co-host a bunch of other podcasts. Good Friends Anime Club at Good Friends Cast on Twitter. Uh, at Haiku Pod uh, on Twitter. The that's the Haiku Podcast. The view from the top. Also, Demon Slayer Podcast, obviously at the Slayer Podcast. Uh, uh, there's there's some more. Uh, some of them on hiatus though, so I'm not gonna bother. Um, I also write reviews on my personal blog, uh, heavensdoorknob.wordpress.com. And I also write for Toonami Faithful at ToonamiFaithful.com. And I also write for Sakaki's uh, WSS Talkback blog, uh, Weekly Show Gakugan Edition. Uh, I recently published uh, Komi Can't Communicate Volumes 8 and 9 review. Uh, And I also have two other reviews in the works that we're just waiting a little bit to stagger out to uh, post them or whatever. By the time this episode is out, they might be up already. Um, Basically, I reviewed the first volume of Mermaid Saga, uh, the Rumiko Takahashi stuff. Um, And I also reviewed volume 2 of uh, Fly Me to the Moon, Tony Kakukawi. Look forward to that, if you haven't already. And I guess that comes to me, which, yes, I'm the... And I'm proud to announce that I wasn't going to, but by the time this this comes out we should be sure but we i do have at wss talkback on twitter and we have just hit five thousand followers so oh, i that's just checked awesome. it, oh, i i just checked this morning it was five thousand three. uh i don't know how long i that's why i'm not going to make any kind of official announcement until it's stabilized done this before and then i check later and then it's like we're at 499 again 4099 so Hopefully it'll stay that way, and if it does, we're we're that's a huge milestone because I just started this thing a year ago, essentially. So wow, and I and I yeah, and it's all thanks to you know having people like Marion writing for it, V Lord promoting it. So definitely, I'm really happy about that. Uh, uh, as far as that goes, I mean, Marion's are like said, you know, I'm on the Slayer podcast. I also write for Tumai Faithful. Recently, I did a piece on One's work, the mangaka One, who's the mind behind One Punch Man and Mob Psycho. So if you want to give that a look, please do. That, that was actually a lot of fun to write and something I've had on my mind since I watched One Punch Man and um, Psycho. Um, as for WSS TV, uh, I, I too am hoping to have some stuff out like... Uh, uh, an interview, a uh, translation of an interview with uh, the Shogakukan editor, like head editor. I, I've had that sitting on the back burner to translate with Thanksgiving coming up. Hopefully I'll have time to throw it up there. So basically you can expect the blog to have a whole bunch of stuff. And of course, if we stay at 5,000 followers, I am hoping to have a giveaway for that. So stay tuned. It's something I think people really, really will like. Um, as for my personal Twitter, uh, that's at Kiroban, K-I-I-R when and um i guess the most recent thing to look forward on there is i just read kazuhiro fujita's um ghost uh ghost and lady which was amazing and it makes me really sad that he if he had more kodansha series i wouldn't be able to talk to them talk about them but i'd be able to read them in english so it's kind of like give and take <laughs> but yeah that was the most recent thing and a lot that so you i'm gonna try to start reading more since that's what people seem to like that i do so especially stuff that's not in english or to that and yeah that's where you can find me awesome definitely follow both marion and sakaki they're both awesome people that do a lot of amazing work 
But uh, if you're interested in what I do, you can follow me on Twitter at VLORDGTZ. Uh, I'm mainly on there just talking about whatever I'm up to, which is usually reading manga or staying up until the middle of the night because my sleep schedule is a mess and I am way too busy. But aside from that, you can also find my uh, manga reviews and editorials on all-comic.com and tanamifaithful.com, respectively. I have quite a few reviews coming out pretty soon, because I have a bunch of uh, review copies to burn through of some really awesome series, so look forward to those. I'm also occasionally streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash vlgtz. I recently streamed a bit of Dark Souls, and I am terrible at Dark Souls, so if you like seeing people fail at Dark Souls, I'm your guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I also do a bunch of podcasts, probably too many podcasts. Um, First up, the Demon Slayer podcast, like Marion and Sakaki mentioned, uh, you can find that on Twitter at DSlayerPodcast. Um, we talk about anything and everything Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba related, so go check that out. I also do an occasional anime and manga podcast called the Dumb Weebs Podcast, where we just kind of uh, talk the shit about anything that we like in anime and manga we've done a few episodes on stuff like re-zero and uh we have an episode coming up on nishijo as well so go check those out and then you can also occasionally find me on the tanami faithful podcast i always forget to mention it but i'm on like usually every other episode at this point so yeah you can find me there um that's on Twitter at Toonami Podcast. So if you're a watcher of Toonami or just like shows that are on Toonami, we usually have a lot of discussions about that. So uh, go check that out. But as far as Oversoul Shaman King Podcast is concerned, you can find us on Twitter at Shaman King Pod. And yeah, just follow us there for any updates on the podcast and anything of that sort. And all the podcasts I mentioned are on basically every podcast service or platform out there. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. So just go hunt them down, find them, and subscribe to us and just enjoy our episodes. But that does it for this episode, so we will see you guys later. Uh, over and out. Soul. Or soul. (laughs) (laughs) Sing, just sing the opening again, Marion. No.